Well, starting today and going throughout the entirety of this upcoming week, we have kind of a special week here. It's the 27th annual National White Ribbon Against Pornography Week. And if you notice, we had Andy in the back passing out these white ribbons. Uh, Andy, make sure I get one before I leave here so I can pin it on my clerics. And um, I'm going to be in this, so I'm going to talk about this issue, but it's going to be, have to be very discreet with my language. Okay, so actually that word that I just used, that's the first and only time I'm actually going to use it in this, in this homily. I'm going to refer to this, I'll probably use some circumlocutions like um, this business or this industry, these, these sorts of things. It's a very serious issue that we are facing today because of the increase in technology, because of high-speed internet. Uh, within the past 10 years, this issue uh, has really become a public health issue. And uh, I could give a, a whole homily on uh, the effects that it's having on our youth. Um, I could give a whole homily on how uh, children are involved in this business, in this industry, in, in direct and indirect ways. Uh, but I'm going to focus on uh, its effects on in relation to adult women. Adult meaning 18 and older, okay? Probably a lot of us here have a hard time thinking of an 18-year-old woman as a, as a fully adult woman, but in any event, adult women meaning 18 and older. Um, our scripture readings today are actually extremely relevant, and I, I take that as, as providence. In our first reading from Exodus, God is talking about, uh, you see this incredible, he gets he uses some, some pretty strong language. He has this incredible uh, uh, concern for orphans and for widows and for immigrants and uh, the vulnerable people in our midst. That's what God really is cares about, and he wants to protect them. Um, and so the, the idea of the passage here is that we should also value and protect uh, the vulnerable amongst us, especially as adult men. Uh, oftentimes, historically, men have been in a, in a position of much more economic uh, power and then physical strength and all these other things make it so that it's incumbent upon men to be the protectors and the, and the guardians of those who are more vulnerable. And so this is, this is what arouses God's anger when, when those who are vulnerable um, are exploited. Uh, and we see in our gospel another, another text very relevant to this topic. Jesus is talking about love, love of God and love of neighbor. And the kind of exploitation that takes place in this uh, business is just the contrary, contrary of love, the exact opposite. It's really, it's really hatred, it's abuse, uh, it's degradation of women, and it's exploitation of women. And the goal in this homily, really, I would like us, it's, it's a heavy homily, but really the end result of it is I would like us to really, I would like to inspire um, concern and the motivation to actually make a difference and do something about it. So to that end, I passed out uh, these little half-page sheets that talk about uh, the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, which is the sponsor of this uh, White Ribbon Week. And uh, it's an, a very, very great organization, very important organization. I encourage us to look it up, find out about it, and they guide us in ways that we can make a real difference. Of course, donating to them is going to help. But it's about educating and it's about uh, getting involved. There are concrete ways um, that the websites I direct you to on that sheet can help you make a real difference. 
Well, there was a, a study recently done, and it's a it's a well cited study. And when you read the different scholarly journals and articles, and some what the scholars did is they took fifty of the most prominent uh, these films. Okay, the films with indecent images here. Um, films that can be accessed for free within maybe 10 clicks of your mouse on the internet, just within 30 seconds. Okay, and you know kids could easily access these sorts of movies. So they took 50 of these movies and they evaluated them um, in terms of their violence. And what they came to the conclusion was that basically 90% of the scenes in all of these movies, these are the most mainstream popular movies in this in this nasty business. Uh, Contained at least one, at least one, but sometimes multiple acts of violence towards women, either hitting them or other acts of violence that really I'm not going to mention, um, or uh, calling them horrible names, horrible, horrible names. Um, so 90% of the scenes in these movies. So this is not just about whatever you know, having fun or some kind of fantasy. This is there. There's very graphic depictions of abuse towards women, and it's getting in the eyes of the people uh, who watch these films. These films um, have these different themes that are commonly repeated over and over again. Uh, sometimes the themes involve teenagers. Okay, so so um, we're talking uh, getting close to underage people. Um, believe it or not, also slavery. Is a, is a kind of a theme that's sort of celebrated uh, in these in these films, and then also rape, just flat out rape. And we know that when these things are kind of depicted to the people who watch them, they get it in their head, and it, lo and behold, it does come out into real life. The people act out these things eventually. All right, not everybody that views these videos will act out on these things. But it's going to increase the probability, or the percentage at least, of these sorts of acts of really overt violence and, and terrible abuse and exploitation actually coming out into the real world. Uh, if we can remember, years ago probably most of us remember a very f uh, famous serial killer by the name of Ted Bundy. And he, in his last interview that he gave before his execution, he basically said, I know this from my own experience, and I know it from... Uh, he said, I was raised in a good household. I was raised in a Christian household. And uh, I know from my experience and from talking to all the prison inmates, I've been in prison for so many years, uh, that this, these sorts of indecent images are really the first step that these criminals took in their path towards their path of crime. Okay, So you view this kind of violence towards women, and eventually, for the criminals, I mean, it results in them actually perpetrating uh, these crimes. The other thing that you can see uh, in these, these this indecent uh, business, in this online business, is there's advertising um, for uh, men who engage in trafficking. They actually traffic, like literal slavery. I mean, we're talking literal slavery. Trafficking of women. Usually they're foreigners, or if they're Americans, they're very, very young and vulnerable. Uh, that and just prostitution. Um, so when you go on these sites, you're essentially, um, you know, these are these you're you're funding and giving fuel to these other sorts of advertisements and aspects of exploitation, which are very very serious. Um, now, what about the women themselves who are actresses? Okay, so to speak, in these films, 
the vice president of the um, National Center on Exploitation is a young woman. Actually, she's, I think she's probably in her 30s, very young woman. And she said that, I have had the opportunity to talk with dozens of female performers in this business, and nearly all of them shared with me stories of deception, threats, and violence that were used to either coerce them into it or to stay into stay in it. And uh, so the, the actors themselves are being exploited. Oftentimes they have very wounded past histories of abuse, and uh, you really you just have these male producers who are essentially manipulating these women and exploiting their pain, exploiting their sickness. Okay, um, that's the reality of what's going on there. Uh, there is many quotes I got from different women who have left this business and said, "I want nothing more to do with it. It was terrible," and they kind of share their testimonies as to what you know what they went through. I, I can't even quote the things that they were saying, but just generally speaking. Severe mental and emotional abuse, unspeakable physical abuse to their bodies, unspeakable. Um, rape, oftentimes, so, so oftentimes a scene will turn into something that's essentially non-consensual, okay, and it will be, in effect, rape taking place. Um, and then in the midst of all of this, because it's so horrible, both the producers and the filmers and the actors, they have to numb themselves to actually do this kind of stuff because it's so bad. So they use a lot of drugs. Tons and tons of drug use uh, is involved in the production and these, these people's lives that produce these um, movies and videos. Uh, a legal scholar by the name of Catherine A. Uh, McKinnon, she offers uh, this insight. She says, as with all prostitution, the women and the children it, talking about in this, in this business are not there by choice but by lack of choices. They usually consent only in a degraded sense of the word in which a person who despairs at stopping what is happening consents because they see no escape. They have no real alternative. They have often been abused as a child. They may be addicted to drugs. They're homeless, hopeless, or often trying to avoid being beaten or killed. And they're almost always economically desperate. Um, So... Every once in a while, though, you'll find one of these female actresses who will come out in a, in a public kind of mainstream forum, even on you know CBN or whatever, and she'll give an interview. She'll be like, this is great. This, this business is wonderful for women. It empowers women, so forth and so on. So every once in a while, you'll find one of these female actresses that's got like this over-the-top positive uh, opinion of the business. And uh, there's this one particular actress who does that repeatedly. But it's interesting because when you catch her in her more reflective moments, this is what she has to say. Okay, so this is a woman who, you know, basically speaks the most positively about this business, and this is what she has to say when you catch her off guard. Travel is a major part of my life. It seems all I do. Uh, I'm not sure of the effect of its, uh, the effect that it's having on me. I guess I haven't taken time to reflect. Obviously, that's one of the major problems. Reflection. I close myself off not wanting to let what's in the mirror of my life stare back at me. I never take the time to feel the effects of my choices. Maybe it's because I would be ashamed, maybe afraid. I realize I have avoided my pain for as long as I can remember. As life goes racing by me, all the while my soul goes on with sickness. Yes, sickness. It feels like it's ailing. Because the one that should be nursing it It's too busy trying to succeed and be accepted. I'm certainly scared that if I try to fix what has broken in me so long ago, I may not succeed 
So I go on faking that I am whole, that I am proud, that I am strong. So you see, really, this woman in her truer moments, how hurt, how broken, how much she's afraid to actually examine her conscience because she knows the truth of the horribleness of what she's involved in. And so it's all a big show, and the reality behind the show is one of incredible, unspeakable exploitation of women. So, you know, oftentimes we can talk about this issue, uh, especially when it comes to guys, although the, the rate at which women are viewing this material is increasing, but it's mostly a guy, you know, sometimes it's mostly a guy thing. A lot of guys will say, well, I know it's a chastity issue. Sure, it's a chastity issue. Sure, it's a self-control issue. But what they're missing is that it's a social justice issue. You are participating in the most incredible degradation and exploitation of women that this country has ever seen. Um, Some will say, well, you know, I'm not really funding it because I just look at the free stuff. I don't buy anything. Okay, well, let's talk about the free stuff. When you go on these free sites, okay, advertisers give money to these websites every time an ad show is shown. Or, or they give money according to traffic. So any site that gets a certain amount of traffic, they give a proportion of money based on the traffic. So just by going on the sites, you are funding this whole industry of exploitation. And a Christian should have absolutely nothing to do with it. So my brothers and sisters, I, I bring up this heavy topic because I want us to do our best to real, I want to inspire us to make a difference. We can make a difference. Please, um, look at uh, the handout that I, I have. Look into this um, National Center on Sexual Exploitation. It was begun by a Catholic priest, uh, by an Orthodox priest, by a Lutheran minister, and by a rabbi. In the 1960s, it was known most of its life as morality and media, uh, and now it's the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. They do very good work. Look into this and uh, and find out ways that we can make a difference, because we can.